Welcome to the Deering Acting Studio Podcast, where we discuss the process and dive deep into the craft of acting. Okay, welcome back, everybody, to the Deering Acting Studio Podcast. I'm Matthew Deering, here with John Lou Grubb and Jason Jackson. I'm waiting for the applause button. Hold on, stand by. All right, here we go. No applause. Let's start over. Here we go. No, it is playing. Huh? It was. It was. I heard it. You heard? I didn't hear it. No, it was you. You were actually clapping. No, I was, but <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see yourself clap. Oh no, no, no! Is your memory that bad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I met your dad. We're not starting over. We're gonna, we're gonna sh- surge you forward. You should meet him sometime. No, you should never start over. No, never I start mean, over. Yeah. Don't matter how bad it is. <laughs> I, and this is pretty awful. <laughs> <laughs> so we ha- so we have a crazy cool setup going on today, it's and nice. that's because right. we've got a crazy cool guest. Wow, great <laughs> segue! <laughs> <laughs> I worried I thought you rolled in on one like a ball cop. <laughs> Thank you very much. He's a great uh, actor, superstar, comedian, um, student. Was a regular on Mad TV. Had I his own show called Frank TV on TBS. He's performed comedy around the world. The list continues. The world, I guess. The world. Yeah, you've really? been you've been overseas. I've been to. Puerto Rico. Stop interrupting your own <laughs> intro, please. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think where I've been outside the United States. Well, it doesn't matter because the thing you're most known for in my house is being the guy that text messaged me during my date nights. Oh, well. Reputation. Yeah, that is that is uh, what he's known for. <laughs> Welcome to the what day what day, what night is date night? Do but uh, uh, we do date night a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> if you don't schedule. Yeah. If you don't schedule your date night, how can I know when date night is happening? Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. Frank Caliendo. I hear that clapping, but I'm not clapping for myself. <laughs> I deserve it, but I'm not going to do it. Thanks for being here, Frank. So Absolutely. I hear you went and saw Shazam. I did uh, with Juliet. Saw it uh, right after it uh, on the premiere night. I'm not sure when we're airing or if we're live, so... If this is in the future, saw it the other day. Uh, <laughs> if it's now, just saw it. Um, and I know you worked with um, Asher Angel. Asher Angel. I was yeah. going to say it, but uh, I don't know the other kid's name. He's the he, kid that is actually Shazam. He so turns when, into Shazam yeah. by saying Shazam. The wizard gives him the power. Um, and he was very good, very good, very good. Uh, but I, I'm, and I don't mean this because our relationship is I just rip you constantly, you rip back, and this, I don't mean anything. The other kid stole the show for me sure because, okay because Asher Angel very good actor you worked with him sure a lot of it had to do with that <laughs> uh when he was what eight is that yeah no so here's the thing is funny so I so I I can never win because I've, I've worked with a lot of actors when they were young and then they become something and then right. I've also worked with people like you who were already something before right. you met me so I don't know I, I don't think I ever get real credit it's okay right. I, don't, I don't need it no I'll give you all the credit for him and <laughs> So, um, he was very good. He was very good. Great leading boy, I yeah, guess. It's the dimples. Uh, on his way the to, dimples are amazing. On the way to leading man. But the kid who was in, I guess he's in It. Um, he He's hilarious. Okay. He's very funny. He's he's like the kid's sidekick, right? Yes. And he's doing adult-level comedy. Well, and you know, that's a good role because he gets to work with the adult. Yeah. Right? Like, because uh, cause he, he's talking to even, Shazam. It's or not the, even the that. Kid. The kid is, he's, I don't know if he's disabled in real life or is he just playing a disabled kid. Um, but he is fantastic in terms of the way he plays everything. He gets, he plays comedy into sadness. 
I'm just watching him going, this is a 40-year-old man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> in the in a body of probably a 15-year-old or something. Somebody, you guys have Google power here? You guys do that or you just do clap that don't work? Uh, <laughs> just clap. Uh, oh, we're, we're afraid to touch the computer once it's going. Oh, because, somebody use you know, a phone because I don't always, want to be seen doing that. There's it's always the fear. Cheesy. Yeah. Uh, a little cringy. Uh, kid who is in Shazam that isn't Asher Angel. Uh, <laughs> that, I think he's in kid. It. It's just, just Shazam I, I, IMDb. Yeah, that's the better way. Let's <laughs> see. That's the way J- well, and now JLG our, would do it. You're, you're kind of a nerd when it comes to the DC stuff, right? And I'm all, a semi-nerd. I met a bunch of nerds. I found out I'm not nerdly at all to adverbalize that. Um, okay. But I'm, I, you I, haven't earned it, but you're, no, I, you, I, you know I a have, lot. I have, I'm part-time nerd credentials. But not to the level of true comic book superhero fans. Yeah. But I do love that kind of stuff. I grew up on the Super Friends and all the bad '70s cartoons that all the comic book people hate. Uh, so not I shouldn't say hate, but say that was not anything like what it actually was in the comic book. You know that kind of thing. So, <laughs> do you find his name yet? Is it? Um, I don't know. Is it Jack Dylan Grazer? His name is Freddy. Fred, yeah, he plays Freddy. Yeah, yeah. Freddy Freeman. Yeah, he's uh, a lot of alliteration in comic books. We went over that on our comic book podcast that uh, is becoming less of a comic book podcast um, <laughs> and more about the movies and stuff. But there's always alliteration. And one of the reasons Stan Lee, I found out about this from a nerdier friend, a nerd I'm putting on a pedestal, uh, that Stan Lee couldn't remember names. So they would do they would do alliteration all the time so he could remember Peter Parker. Oh yeah. yeah, so it's it's amazing. This was a DC character, Shazam, actually owned by a different company at first, and a lot of things went on with Captain Marvel. But that's a different po- kind of podcast. Wow, this is an acting. Yeah. <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah, so none of us are are Fawcett <laughs> uh, comics started in the 1940s. So so we actually does, sold more than Superman. We're just uh, we're, we're just curious because we don't know this, and I'm, I, you know we should since since our students in the in the movie. But where does Shazam fit in the DC world? In the movies. In the, or in the because it's different. Like in the comic book, there's okay. there's different universes and stuff like that. In the movies, the movies aren't connecting anymore because DC's found that they're it's not working for it wasn't working for them. Now they're doing these slightly campier, fun uh, movies, and they're really good. Shazam is filled with tons of humor. It's basically the movie Big with a superhero. Cause, okay. And they even oh. they're even in a toy store at one point, and Shazam walks across the uh keyboard the giant piano so wow yeah so it's it's very it's a lot of fun and juliet the the movie got done in juliet when i want to see it again cool well that's great the last time she hasn't said that since she saw it so so and 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 (laughs) yeah so so asher angel was a a a student here for for a few years and it was a few years i didn't realize yeah yeah he studied here and then and then as a matter of fact his mom just brought his younger brother here to to work on some auditions while they were in town and whatnot so we're we're uh you know sort of family friends now at this point um but but knowing him and then knowing a, another student that that it was on a different show with him there is a trait which is a lot about what we talk about here which is the the mastery of craft and you can see it in some kids who those those 40 year old kids who you can just tell like they have a different work ethic than everybody else and since we talk about that a lot in the podcast um, you being someone who's who's, you know, seen a lot of success, I, I wanted to get your thoughts on that because, you know, you've sort of seen a, a bit of fame, I guess, and we really try to talk people out of being focused on that and 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 rather sort of narrowing down on the, on their craft and just taking it one day at a time. So what 
Do you have any advice? Well, I, but when I came, when I first came here, I didn't know anything about the repetition of acting, and so I thought I thought people just walked out there and were able to do things, and I didn't know why I couldn't. <laughs> so I didn't realize the amount of work that went into it, and uh, and when you say repetition, it, that doesn't necessarily mean um, do. It, it sounds like it does. The definition of repetition is doing the same thing over and over and over. Yeah. Well, not really. It's also repetitions. Like uh, yeah. if we're doing some type of or torp of depending on what part of the country you're from, if you're doing a um, an exercise, a repetition might mean just going through it one time. Um, like the uh, what, what's the emotional exercise? I can't think of the name. Apparently, it was well, like the Meisner stuff Meisner that we stuff, were doing. Meisner yeah. stuff. So going back and forth, and that's repetitions, and it's repetition as well. Yeah, you're saying the same thing, but things are changing. It's not the same every time. I didn't. I thought you went in into, into acting, and you tried to be the same. You tried to rehearse something to get it down, not rehearse something to the point where you can just live it, and it's always different. So there, when I came here, it was so eye-opening in terms of that because I, I really had no idea what I was doing. And I wish that I had taken acting classes way before, not from you, somebody else sure. who uh, had nothing to do with Asher Angel. <laughs> um, I don't have the dimples to work with, so at least not right here. You, you have um, to work really hard for yeah, yours. Um <laughs> That sound effect. Record well, it. Play it. Well, back. going going back before we before we go forward and and, and continue to talk about about me and yeah, Paul Abdul and this place. But um, so so to your point is repetitions. I mean that same idea can be used in any profession. And, and we talk about athletes. Yes, yeah, the and Malcolm whatnot. Gladwell. You ever read the, the yeah book, the ten thousand hours, hours yeah. re- re- repetition? You don't become an expert until you've had ten thousand hours of. Uh, practice repetitions, whatever. So, so let's so let's talk about that with it. Your, I'd rather not. Um, we we can with your comedy and impressions and the things that you that you have been very well known for the repetitions and the and the work that it took. Yeah, and that that's funny because that was all repetition, right? But that was repetition to get it down um, a certain way, and I didn't look at it the same way. Although there is there is crossover in that. But it was, hey, I'm going to do this repetition to gain access to this uh, muscle memory and vocal memory, vocal, uh, vocal cord. And, um, and mocal, too. Mocals. Yeah. yeah. It, uh, they lived in my closet. The mocals? Uh, you, you <laughs> a lot of trouble mispronouncing things. <laughs> yeah. No, the mocal. No, that's an actual thing. The mocals uh, are tiny little people. They have tails. A lot of people don't even know about the tails because some of the, there's a, a group of them that cut them off. Those are the ones that are more uh, have been seen a lot more. But the mocals, they come out. <laughs> and it's, it's it, it, you can't get them wet. It, they're kind of like the gremlins. I think that's where gremlins got it from. Um but it was repetition to learn those impressions. Um, but that was just to do it the same way in terms of getting it. I didn't understand the living it type of thing. Am I going where you wanted me to go? Yeah, yeah, no, you're going there. So, so in a in the book I wrote this last year, you wrote a book in I, this year. Yeah, I, I brag about you in order in order to mention your name, which really is bragging about me. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and no, I wrote I, a pamphlet. <laughs> and when I was bragging about you, I I mentioned the thing you said to me, which was essentially it, it takes you about or or you give yourself about two years before you reveal. Is that what I said? An impression. I don't know. Yeah. Is it? 
I don't remember that. But is, that is that about right? That's probably true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it depends on. I sometimes you have to just get them out there right away, but it it, it would be. It probably feels like two years before it's even good sometimes. But sometimes, it, uh, once in a while, you have to get it out there. Uh, like when I was on at Mad, at Mad TV, you just had to do it. But yeah, I would say if there's something, yeah, I. I I don't know if it's always two years, but sometimes it feels like that's how long it is. So it's it's way more time. I talked to a friend of mine who's on The Walking Dead who does incredible impressions, Ross Marquand, and he's like, people don't understand. You can't just do this stuff. It takes a lot of time. to. It's almost like a sculpture where you're doing little bits of time. You go away from it. You come back. You uh, you know mold it a little bit more, and then you go, I didn't like that, and push it back, and then you, you, you do, start doing uh, Go back and hit it more and more and more. So, um, what was the initial question? Because I, I got really, I was, I was starting to see a ghost, and I've had the time of my life. <laughs> I was picturing you sitting there working on a nice sculpture by yourself. Yeah, uh, no, it was, uh, no, it was, no, it was, no, it was, no, I was, no, it was me, my wife, and I was a ghost. Uh, uh, <laughs> Who was the guy? Okay, uh, I'm Patrick Swanky, Patrick <laughs> Frankie. <laughs> Okay, so let's go. Let's let's drive it back to the studio and, That's, and well, yeah, let's put it in reverse and and to me, you know, let's specifically make it, make no. it poor about you. No, so so it's so you daring ca- so you came to- here. Why I talk over you? What, what brought you originally? There was a show you were working on, and and yeah, there was a show that was good, that was my show, and I needed something. I talked to Chappelle Lacey, uh-huh. who um, he uh, wears a lot of frilly stuff, and no, just his name is Lacey. So. He told me about you guys in like an acting studio. I've seen these things on, uh, you know, um, I'd say back page, but I've never been on that. <laughs> I don't even know what that is for sure. Okay, Robert Downey Jr. checking in. So I, I'd seen a bunch of like terrible acting coaches and stuff <laughs> like that that you watch and you're like, they're not really doing anything. So um, that was that was what brought me here was to to work on that. And I was actually ended up glad I didn't do that po- that. Uh, uh, show that sh- I was their pilot is what it was. Sure. It was my own pilot <clears throat> because it would have been if I had done it, it would have been the way culture changed so quickly. Mm-hmm. I'd have been kicked out of Earth. Yeah, right. uh, <laughs> it was supposed to be edgy and interesting, and I was like, ah, oh, you can't even come close to doing something like this now. So yeah. uh, glad it never was put onto tape because I'd have been, like I said, I'd have been uh, banned. Well, what, what's interesting is, you know, we've we've been doing improv comedy and just, you know, comedy in general for for a decade before I before you walked in the door. Uh, but but you were frank. And so I was a fan of yours having done comedy, a big fan. So for when I found out you were actually going to come in, it was like three days lead time. I was super nervous. And I reread all my acting books and like really wanted to <laughs> prep really well. All you needed was the first page. You find out later. <laughs> well, it's funny. I had this whole list of like everything we might go over, and we and and I asked you. I was like, you know, hey, why are you here? And you just said, hey, treat me like a regular beginner student who doesn't know anything. Yeah. Because I, I didn't. Because I didn't, or because you didn't. And and you said, uh, so I said, all right, we st- we'll start with memorization. And then we worked on that for like three weeks. Right. Hours and hours and hours. So my memorization was always terrible, and I never. I'd never gotten to the point where I realized how important memorization was because a lot of the sketches I had done on the sports stuff was just off a teleprompter. Now I couldn't even, I couldn't even imagine trying to act from teleprompter because it just doesn't feel that way. Yeah. And I, I'd love to go back and do my whole career over (laughs) because I'm like, wow, I wasn't actually acting in any of this stuff. I was just reading. So, um, 
and they were kind of jokes as opposed to to living it but then getting and memorizing and actually memorizing and to build that muscle to even i remember the first time trying to read on you know come here and i was so nervous with the memorization i was my mouth was dry and i was like god this feels like an actual audition and it's i got nothing here so um just to even get in that comfort level where i didn't have that anymore took a couple of months because i was still nervous coming in here because you're kind of a tyrant and yeah uh i shouldn't like just walk, you're a tyrant, <laughs> tyrant uh, yeah. so i shouldn't ever uh, do an impression for not me. around me yeah, it's a bad idea. Uh, yeah. no it was good really good um almost done except um, maybe uh you know matthew McConaughey. yeah it's your gun well hi it's my go-to all right all right all right he did. He used to. He was. Uh, he did Fat Albert, right? <laughs> um, well, so so my point is, you know, for everyone listening, is here's here's Frank, who's who's already had this great successful career. I take zero credit for anything, and he's he's coming in looking for training, and he finds something he doesn't he hadn't heard before, which is this way to memorize everything. that was everything. difficult and just obsessed over this the the smallest tiny detail, the the very beginning step in order to go to the next step. So rather than, because everybody seems like they want to skip all the way to the end. And and I just want oh, you Oh, I to, wanted to. I just knew that I couldn't. You <laughs> right. know that well, that's kind of good. a feeling? That's good. Yeah, and I, I just want people to hear that and, and understand that that's a, a good trait You have to, to want have. to learn. I remember you saying this about me. You're like, you, you, you. I said, what did you think? You, you said, well, the, the most important thing is you want to learn and you're yeah. listening. Because I think a lot of people come in and think they're going to blow everybody away. And you just have to come in and go, I know nothing. I'm the uh, clay that Frank wants to mold uh, from the <laughs> segment earlier. <laughs> yeah, and, and your hunger for knowledge is, was, was always astounding to me. So even on that very first day, you were the, the hour went by, the first hour, you just wanted another one right away. Right. And then you wanted another one. I was like, I have another appointment. I didn't care about that. And you didn't. <laughs> and and uh, and then you were texting me that night. Who, who's ne- who was up next? I had Asher a, Angel? I, I, I had a date night that night. So, Frank, the first day I oh, met him, he's already okay. texting oh, me. Oh, your so wife was so mad at me with it all became the texting. A, it became a thing. Um, Which is different than my wife. She's glad I'm texting because then I'm not bothering her. <laughs> So we've worked together for a while, Frank, and I'm a I'm a big fan now of you as a person and your family and whatnot. But it's true. um Hero. you know, you, you hashtag it. You came in here at an interesting point in your life and it, and some transitions took place and your your show now that you travel with is a little different. And I wanted to maybe have Yeah, I'm you working talk on that, that still. I mean it's it's amazing. Listen, there's there are different elements of uh, everything seems to come together in little parts of life. Uh, or even the training that you do in different aspects of entertainment can bring a lot. Um, can When they come together, you start to feel it. So I started out doing this. I could do my act. I had always come on and do my act, and I felt that I was really strong doing my act. But if I got outside of my act, I was weirded out about it. What I learned here at the acting studio was more about how to become and do and live. And I still struggled, um, even after that, even for a while of doing that, with new stuff and doing something different. It's funny because the latest part of my life, which is doing a couple different podcasts, has brought me into I have to say something different all the time. And it's opening up another muscle. But it's going back and using a lot of the stuff 
from the acting training. And it's funny because the stand-up stuff is probably the stuff I use the least now to try and get better. It all comes from the acting and the just talking and hoping you're going in a direction yeah. um, to get something new and not... I've always been very aware of the audience and you have to be. I think you have to be when people are paying. That's one of the things about going to do a guest set somewhere, which is a set that you you just show up and do a little bit of time and nobody knows that you might be there. Um, they're not paying for you, so you can just dork around. It doesn't matter. You can do whatever you want. When they're paying for you, it's a little tougher because you're worried, hey, they paid for me. It's like... I think it's seven grand a ticket. So <laughs> it's a steal. Yeah, no, but I, I discount them. I discount them somewhere around six thousand fifty-five bucks for the sixty-five bucks. So um, it's it's amazing that the, the, the these last couple of years it makes me wish that I'd prepared done this stuff all earlier because getting into. Uh, what we did here in the classes, uh, I did mostly private stuff because I, I just I'm a weirdo when it comes to that. And I found I needed other people. It was amazing because I, I really only wanted <laughs> to do stuff where it was uh, an understanding a monologue at first. And then I was like, oh, my God, I don't even like doing this unless there's other people to be around. I always used to think green screen was the way to go because you didn't have to worry what the other person was doing. Well, that's <laughs> totally not understanding what acting is. So... Uh, yeah, it, was, it, 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 it amazed me how much it was uh, the actual acting came from listening to the other person. And when you break it down to how easy – it's so easy and hard at the same time because we do it in real life. We listen. Sometimes we don't, if we, especially if we have a phone in front of us. But if we listen, we, we're constantly listening. We're constantly, constantly taking in um, – uh, what's the word? Um, stimuli. Um, or stimmy truth, you can coin it, use Whoa, it. Whoa, there we go. Um, stimmy truth. <laughs> so uh, you should be recording at all times, so you can play back <laughs> stimmy truth. It sounds like a drug that might have some interesting side effects. Maybe <laughs> right for yourself. Um, so, but when we have something memorized, all of a sudden, all that goes away, right? We stop listening. We start concentrating on just what we think we're supposed to say or what the other person's supposed to say, and not just living in the moment and letting everything that we would take in normally be part of the environment. And that's, you think it's easy to do, but it's really, for some reason it's difficult. And then at some point it kind of clicks and you go, Oh, there it's, it's funny how acting to me and it's like almost anything you do. And it's part of the 10,000 hours probably is I'm just tying all the segments together, uh, texting <laughs> you during a date night that how, it's like going to the eye doctor and they they put the lens in front of you and all of a sudden you can see another row on the eye chart. And you're like, how did I not know that I couldn't see this, that this was this blurry? Yeah. And that clearness that's there is all of a sudden you're going, OK, just give me the glasses I, I, that I, I'm ready. I'm, yeah. I'm ready to go. So that's that's what it's been like for me, especially like I said, these last two stages of what I've been doing have been the the acting side of stuff and the podcast side of stuff which is really improv it's basically improv but an interviewing uh, type of improv more than an acting type of improv but i'm hoping for that all in this next phase um of the uh, fcu frank caliendo universe um <laughs> which sounds like f you with a c in the <laughs> <Yeah>. um <laughs> we're working on it 
<laughs> logos are being printed up. Uh, does anybody print stuff anymore? I don't know. 3D printing it. Yeah, I call those. I call the the moments that you're talking about with the the lens in front of you, the light bulb moments. Yeah. And students have these light bulb moments, and they move up a level if right. they choose to. And what's interesting is some people. They, they move up and they see what they can see, but they, they notice there's another mountain in front of them. And sometimes they just, they, they quit because they, they think, I'm good there. Like, that's enough for me. Right. Um, but so you're I, not. I see, I see that happen a lot. Um, Unless but, it's but I'm happy you're trying to get you in, like in business or something like that. It can work and be there. But in terms of acting, I don't think you ever, I've heard this before and never understood it until I started to understand acting more. You never stop learning. Yeah. So even the masters, they'll, they'll, they'll tell you, you know, you talk to a Robert De Niro, great way to fit an impression. Yeah, I learn every time. Huh? <laughs> learning something new. You know, so I think that's a big deal that the best actors probably know that they never stop learning. And it's people who get to just a certain level probably think that, hey, I'm fine with this. This makes me a living. But for me, it's more about just getting better and trying to learn and be something better uh, in terms of entertainment and what I'm doing. I mean, listen, I was I was stuck in a, uh, a pigeonhole of doing just straight up impressions and sports stuff. So it's sports impressions. And it's been tough for me because I'm trying to work out of them, still trying to work out of that. And I think I have to be so much better than somebody I, I've. I've Advantages and disadvantages. Somebody who has never been seen before has the advantage of you're a brand new thing. You have a look. This is what you're going to be. Yeah. I have uh, predisposed uh, determinations with, I'm not sure it sounds like Stephen A. I predisposed dis- <laughs> de- 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 determinations. Um, people think that they, they say, oh, he's going to do the impressions. Then when I don't, they're like, oh, and it takes them a while to learn what. It's like an Adam Sandler does a serious role every once in a while. You're, you're waiting for him to go, hey, don't hey, cry, dude. Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do that again? Hey, don't cry, <laughs> Grandma. You are going to be my only survivor. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> So I'm really happy for you, Frank, because you know you you actually seem lighter to me. You seem like you're in a really happy place, and I, I don't know if it's because you haven't seen me in a little while. I could be part of it, and I saw your uh, sister. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what? Rewind. <laughs> Let's start over. No, I'm already not supposed to mention. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. It's all you have good. A tiny baby sister. That it's all good in the hood. It was so weird. I guess it was probably weird for you. Did your dad watch this? Yeah, yeah, he he doesn't, so it's okay. Yeah, um, he'll be he'll your mom be does traveling. Uh, yeah, so that's that's good too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, good. So so speaking. Are you of, keeping that in? No. Yeah. No. Uh, I don't think we edit. We usually don't edit. We just go we just straight go right through. through. Okay. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all improv. Might as well be out there um, already. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of improv. Um, it, it is such a huge element, as you mentioned, and so what what Frank was mentioning, what's really hard and the, the, one of the difficulties of the scripted work is to have that light bulb moment that Frank had, which is you're working the script, you know the script, you understand it, and then being able to let go and improvise from within the script so that... But the, not the words, you're saying. Right. The, but, the moments. But if you're doing it right, you're listening so deeply that 
you you want to react and then the line that that is just sort of presented to you because you memorize the right way you, you're grateful for it you're like oh good i get to say this line right now on this emotion that i'm already feeling but you're not thinking what's my next line because as right. soon as you get to that place you're going to be out which is so it brings me roundabout to getting back to improv i'm doing kind of what jason does on every improv on every podcast which is try to just insert improv in somehow you're a big improv guy jason i love the improv thing yeah, he's a good improviser. He's been he's on the chaos troupe here, and he's been okay. a long time student. And uh, he has he has a lot of other talents that he doesn't even like me to talk about. But he's uh he's he is a general contractor, so he he oh, right, built yeah. our kitchen back here. He's done he's done tons of stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, um, and you've been really great with the improvising on the show so far. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to mess up. <laughs> yeah. which is really great for an improviser. <laughs> <laughs> Valid point. <laughs> Um, so, so I was, um, so I was interested in this idea because when, when you and I first did improv together, it was a new muscle for you and it was yeah, something brutal. that was, okay, brutal. I, I would, um, it's true. Agree, I guess. Yeah. And, um, but watching you improvise from within one of, one of your characters that you've developed, one of your impressions, right. it's, it's effortless. It feels, it feels like. Yeah. It goes from brutal to brilliant quickly. Yeah. From yeah. B to B. So I've thought it might be a fun exercise because I think I know the why mm-hmm. behind that. For us, if you're if you're willing to to grab a couple of of impressions, and he, and here's how brilliant Frank is. Frank can actually improvise with himself. He can pick two. We can pick two characters, and he can improvise with himself. I can't do that anymore. But no, but but maybe but maybe today. Uh, yeah. Might, would you yeah. be willing to I do try that? And bring it back. So, <laughs> so I I I like some of the I like some of the more um, I like some of the older characters that people don't talk about as much. Um, I'm trying to remember one of the ones from the lesson that Aesop? I just fell in love with. They do a great Aesop with those fables. What's a, who's that? Aesop's fables? No, I never. It's heard all of the it. the old fables. Well, let me hear it. Uh, that's a joke. I don't know what that is. You don't know what Aesop's fables are? No, I've never heard that. Google it. You're much older than you I. You know am. what all the Aesop's fables are? That's, no, I don't. Yeah, it's every. Is that Greek? Yeah, it's all the, the Greek fables. original fables you've. Okay, and they're called Aesop. That's the guy's name. I think. Oh, all right. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Maybe a soap, eh? Oh, I know who it is. Uh, uh, Jack. Jack Nicholas. Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Yes. No, the oh, golfer. Yeah. I want you to imp- impersonate the golfer. Yeah, Jack Nicholson. You you do a great Jack Nicholson. So let me. So let me, does everybody from 1980. <laughs> there you go. So we're gonna do Jack Nicholson, and um, Jason's actually a big fan of yours as well. He he um, probably wouldn't want me to say this, but he listens to all your. All your stuff you do with Holmberg, all okay, that, all yeah. that. He's a, he's a big Holmberg fan too. So I love the Hollywood um, squares or the Guadalupe squares. Guadalupe squares. Yeah. So so I got to pick my character, Jason. You want to pick a character that is one of your fave flaves? Why don't we? You you don't want to just do an improv improvisation with uh, Jack Nicholson first? No, you you you're gonna Jack, you're gonna improvise with Jack Nicholson, and you're gonna improvise with the other character as well. I knew that's what you wanted, but I try to ch- change that. <laughs> no, we can do that. Let's let's do that instead. All right, and then so, we can do both of them. Yeah. Let's all right. Like, so so let's let's do this then. We need a we need a scenario, JL. Mm, if we have three characters going on right now. No, so it's just gonna be Jack Nicholson. Maybe if you paid attention for a second. <laughs> and then you and then learn. uh and then we we can all just either be characters or, or versions of ourselves that are in this Saline. in this scene. Saline? Like as in we're sailing a boat. Oh I thought it's Saline. 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 working on our solution. Eye <laughs> 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 <I> drops. <laughs> all right, so uh so th- there's a boat involved. Uh sailing. Thank you, Jason, for that. Hoping this goes well. <laughs> 
So far, nothing, huh, fellas? <laughs> no, sir. Um, I I haven't seen any any land in a while. Good thing you brought sandwiches over there. Yeah, um, I got I got Dirk on the sandwiches. Dirk, uh, what what do we got there in the basket? Um, we got a uh, cheese and ham, peanut butter and jelly. We got cheese and ham, sir. How and, did uh, I never notice that Dirk sounds like a mouse from a Disney movie? Huh? <laughs> Is that just the seas talking to me right now? Have we uh, been out here too long? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dirk has uh, he hasn't had any um. Any water in, in uh, probably three days, I think, sir. Yeah, I'm kind of thirsty. Dirk, I got six jugs over here. It's unfortunate for you, isn't it? <laughs> I would say so, sir. Because I feel vibrant. And you sound deathly. I'm worried about you, fella. Yeah, I'm kind of shaking right now. Yeah. Can you stop that? It's annoying me. <laughs> I'll do my best, sir. Yeah. Listen, if we can't get rid of this guy pretty soon, he's going to drive me crazy. Well, I was hoping if we if we stopped uh, g- giving him water, sir, that he might die, and then we could eat him. Uh, I hadn't thought of that, but he does. Well, a couple, couple uh, days ago you looked pretty good. Now you're looking a little bit on the, uh, how shall I say it, bony side. <laughs> so let's feed him and not give him any water. Like a turkey. <laughs> like a Thanksgiving say it. Who the hell are you over here? How did I not notice you on this boat? How long have we been on this thing? Sorry, uh, sir. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. Sorry. This is uh, this is George. Um, we we found him. He was he was floating. He was. I don't know. I think. You How were, long ago was that? Yeah, you were sleeping. That was four days ago. Four, I had a nice rest. I can't believe I. That explains why one of those jugs was missing, doesn't it? And why you're still with us, Durkey. I appreciate it. So do you guys want a sandwich or what? <laughs> How come you haven't eaten any of the sandwiches? <laughs> you're that scared of me? Yeah. Good. You're, you're on board with this. All right, so let's break down the scene. So obviously <laughs> Frank was amazing there. And, <laughs> and, um, and so, so, so let's think about it. What is it about when you've got that character that h- helps you know, you know what to say? Uh, I just was, with that, I just figured I was just going to be everybody, as Jack Nicholson there, he didn't care what anybody else was going through, right? But does mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson ever? Well, that's why. Because yeah. Because it's already, the point of view is already there. Right. You. So the Jack Nicholson is that he's, he doesn't care what anybody else, everybody could be dying, everybody else is dying on the ship or yeah. on, the, on the boat, <laughs> but he doesn't really care uh, as long as they're entertaining him slightly or, or tending to him. So and so then, what is Jack Nicholson essentially doing? Because uh, that, that was the lesson you you talked about on on the John, Dan Patrick show that John C. McGinley gave you, which was figuring out that, that those action verbs, like your character's always doing something, right? Oh yeah, well yeah. My my point of I guess I'm saying his point of view, but what I was doing was uh, making sure you guys were going to take care of me while right. everybody was dying. Right. So what am I doing in terms of that? Yeah, that that's where I was kind of going with that, even though I made a couple of mistakes but tried to fix them. But, um, th- yeah, th- I mean, 
in terms of that in general, that Nich- Nicholson's a weird one because he doesn't really give a rip about what else is going on. So it was, it, the, the whole mindset there was we're on a boat. But then I thought, you know, how long have we been on this boat? And people can be dying, and then you sounded so deathly. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, so it's, a, it's a, what it is. It's that specific point of view, and then knowing, and this is what I was thinking, was it, you really know what the character's doing by having that point of view. And I think what's, what's so tough about the improv stage is you, you haven't worked a character necessarily, and so you have to figure out some of those elements on the fly right. and then fall into it. And, and then you have to say yes. So here's John Luke here who, you know, he had, a, he had, he picked a voice and then we just labeled him and then I kind of dogpiled on top of it. And so right. he has to say yes to that and then sort of embody who that character is and, and what is, what, what is his point of view? Yeah. Right? I became more nervous as the scene went on as the character. Yeah. So that was just like, my point of view is just, I'm here to serve everybody. I'm kind of like the. I felt tiny to the point to the point where you would die. Yeah, just, just to. Yeah. And we might not even have noticed, <laughs> but luckily you had some sandwiches, <laughs> even though we've been on this boat for months. <laughs> yeah. Um. So so that's very cool. Um. And 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 then I I like to talk about too when we when we talk script you know because Frank and I have done all sorts of stuff with different monologues and and other characters that that didn't involve um, his impressions, and the more you dive in and develop a character of any kind that you might that might be a, in a scripted play or 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 scene or movie, um, you can then use those points of view because you'll you'll feel that there's something similar in a scene. And you can grab a character you've worked really hard on, and then drop them into a scene where it's it's not even them. It's not it's not their name, but it's like, um, like for okay, for instance, let's let's pretend I, that I've worked a character in a play, and it, it was like this Jack Nicholson guy, right? So we could pick him up and don't call him Jack Nicholson, but now um, he's on a playground, okay? And same thing with this guy here, okay? So the the um, what was his name? Dirk. So Dirk's here. You're, Are that's, we a couple that's, kids? But, yeah, kids? But, that, but you're not the same names, right? So you're not right. Jack. You're not Dirk. But but you just just bring the same point of view, okay? And, yeah, you're a couple kids, okay? We're on the playground. Uh, here we go. Hey, Dad. You got a problem? Uh, yeah, I just have no one to push me on the swing. Well, it looks like you still have nobody to push you around, huh? At least not on the swings. <laughs> I mean, sometimes the guys push me around at school. Well, I might be one of those fellas in the future. I'm new in town, huh? Uh, my name's... Uh, you know who I am. I screwed this up. Uh, right? Hello, he'd already, Dad. Hold on, he'd already told me I wasn't listening well enough. That's, let's take it back a second. Okay. Uh, hello, hello, uh, Tad and, and Jimmy. Um, everything, everything okay, Jimmy? Yeah, everything's everything's okay. Okay, uh, Ted, w- welcome to the school. I'm the uh, I'm the principal. Just yeah. if you, if you need anything, let yeah. me know. Can I, I I do have something I'd like to talk to you about. This fellow over here, he's uh, he's ruining my experience on the playground. I'm trying to have fun and stuff, and he's over here. He's look at him. He's shaking. I just I just want someone to push me on the swing. Right, and he's needy. Yeah. I mean, can't can't you find a way to propel yourself on the swings? How old are you, kid? 15, 16 years old. I'm I'm 6. Not great with ages. Hey, hey Ted, I'm going to uh, if, if you don't mind, I'm going to go inside. I'll go ahead and call his parents for you. Yeah. And uh and just so you know, the uh the the, the lunchbox you requested is is already there and it's on your desk. Oh, fantastic. I appreciate it. All right, thanks. Is it the sandwiches? Yeah, it's the sandwiches. Thank That's you. Right. <sighs> 
That might be your job someday. <laughs> you I'll like up on a boat one yeah, day, maybe. You like boats? I like sailing. Yeah. All right. Other than remember forgetting that I met you already. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. so so point being, as an actor, you can edit that part out, right? Can you do edit in live uh, theater? Yeah, yeah. We we Good. that's right. Yeah, you just, right just you just you just talk to the audience. You're like, hey guys, we're just gonna start over real quick. Hey guys, we're gonna just forget everything real quick. Strike that from the record. Didn't know what you had to say. But it's one of those things where you gotta you gotta listen. You gotta. I wasn't listening completely, or I forgot. I was trying to get into it, and I broke it. Broken. Okay. So what was the next question? I mean, I just want to tie this up. So the idea there being, as an actor, and this is this is the sort of the philosophy we've built our our studio on right now, and 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 we believe in growth too. So whatever our philosophy is right now is probably going to be different five years from now. But but the idea right now is that there's the one half is improv and the other half is script and they are seamless and they need each other. So to do good improv, you have to do the work on the scripted side and understand characters, read plays, develop yourself. And then on the improv stage, you have to develop that skill of listening, of connecting and, and being in the moment. And, and you can't really do good script work without the improv and you can't do good improv without developing yourself on the scripted side as well at, at least the way we teach it and, and then bringing it all together that's that's what makes a great actor somebody that can be completely engaged and focused in a scene and forget that anything else is going on and just and believe the circumstances they're in so uh thank you frank for doing some improvisation with yeah, us that was a uh, level b level b uh improv <laughs> I think uh, I think we would have it would have made it on the chaos show. I think. Yeah, but def- definitely would have stayed in character. I wish I actually would have. I wish I would have made it. I stayed in character and corrected myself <laughs> with some sort of. <laughs> yeah. I got hit by a dodgeball earlier. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Things happen. You know, you're on the playground. <laughs> we can be friends as long as you do whatever I say. Oh, okay. All right. He's a good kid. <laughs> as long as he keeps his distance. Hey, you need help on the slide too? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, we're going down the other way this time. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. You will. Okay. <laughs> Tony, get over here. We're gonna do the slide game again. Sweet. <laughs> Give me your ankles. <laughs> there we go. Boom. <laughs> Yeah, good. So, so that those are all the questions I have for you, Frank. I'm, I, I guess I'll leave leave with well, here's this. Here's the problem: I have a lot more answers. Okay. No. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeopardy. Jeopardy. Well, I wanted to leave with this. If you have any any advice for the the aspiring actors that are working here and, and training, to me, and, it's all just yeah, going with the uh, do all the work. You have to. You, I've experienced that people who do all the work and you do all the work as well. It's a much. Uh, uh, and it's going to happen where other people – this happens in even Hollywood uh, where people don't do the work and then you're sitting there going, you didn't do the work. And then you're sitting there by yourself and you can't fix it. You can't – you can do your best, but you need the other person to be their best to, to make something work. Um, but just uh, just keep fighting, kids. Uh, <laughs> it's really – it's just constant. You, you And it, when, if you do something that you don't like, learn from it and then use – that uh, that muscle memory to, to either stay away from it or use it and try and find a positive in it. Find something that will work from what you just did because it's not always going to be perfect um, And because life isn't perfect. 
and we make all sorts of mistakes every day so why why can't you during acting you should um i think that's how you grow yeah okay thank you mr frank kelly and i'm very grateful to uh to know you and to work with you and i can tell you that i have learned um a ton from yeah. from from coaching you so two thousand pounds worth of knowledge let me give a quick uh, shout out to frank you can go to his website frankcaliendo.com he's got two new podcasts on there try to be serious and alan frank try to be serious and then uh, com- uh, what is it alan frank oh try to be alan serious. frank try to be serious and comic playground yeah. what is it what is alan frank try to be serious uh, Alan's a guy I saw, I met him through a radio show and saw him do something on the internet that went viral. And I was like, Hey, we could talk about it's, it's basically talking about political topics without being political. Okay. So you have all these political topics, everything everybody's talking about, instead of taking a side, you go, well, how would this, what if you looked at it from this perspective? That's why this person thinks this way. And then say, well, this, we should have conversations as opposed to just fighting on Twitter. And that's basically what that is. Got it. Okay. And then uh, we've got Comic Playground, which, which is, is a cooking show. Your, uh, your nerddom makes right? sense. Yeah. Because it's not it's not comedians. This it's talking about comics. Yeah, that's part of the problem with the Comic Playground. People <clears throat> think it's going to be yeah a stand up comedy show, which is why I'm changing what. So you trick them, get them to come, oh, and then a, you don't it, talk. It was about a complete it. mistake. It yeah. was yeah, it was the wrong thing. Fan of Frank Galliano, please go to frankgalliano.com. Thank you very much for being here, Frank. Thank Thank you, Frank. Great job. Guys. Thank you for listening to the Deering Acting Studio Podcast. This episode is produced by Jason Jackson, John Luke Grubb, and Matthew Deering. To enroll in classes, visit DeeringStudio.com. This is the Deering Acting Studio reminding you that to act is to do, and to act with passion.